God knows what he's thinking about us now, mate. Who? What, Jim? guys? Stop. Just stop talking Ram? over the intro. We're having what? a conversation. Every... We're talking. Dan, you're interrupting us. You're, you're rude, Dan. You're having a good conversation. Honestly, Dan, you, you know what? You need, you need to chill out, man. You need to drink more. <sighs> Every week. Welcome to tonight's wireless podcast, where the beer flows fast, free, and frictionless. Today, we welcome our special guest from that ally. It's James Kakoska. I think I think I said that right. I hope I said that right. I'm your host, Dan Jones. I'm joined by Ryan Dodds, Christian Roberts, and picking air check over a suggested rain check, Alan Blake. How do you pronounce his name? James... Kakoska. Yeah, well done. Yes. Woo. Woo. <laughs> hey, James. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing well, and I appreciate uh, being on. I don't, so, to be honest. <laughs> disturbing my night, but hey. Uh, <laughs> What's the matter? Hmm? Ryan, you? You, still ha- you still haven't bought new headphones. <laughs> No, so I never ever. I, I don't. I don't use these ones usually. The other ones I've got, I've forgot to charge them up. So I pl- turned them on and said low battery. It's the same excuse every week. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, what? Uh, you don't send you some power. Send you a charger. No, I've got some. <laughs> it's it's the Yorkshire that has all the power droughts all the time. All the power. All the power is that because the is that because the coal plants keep going offline or have you guys no, figured out have you guys figured out caravans. any other way of getting electricity now? No, it's because what they do is they daisy chain all the power through all of the caravans and they keep right. getting wet. So when the one at the beginning, <laughs> when the power drops at that one, that's it. Knackered. End of story. They're done then. That's it. Does your feet still get dirty when you walk through Yorkshire, Dan? Because <laughs> mine do with all the soot. <laughs> Oh, the gas lanterns go off in the streets. <laughs> I've got no you comment. Just see, you just see a couple of pigeons and whippets running up and down the street. Where, I got to say, I work, it's quite I impressive. Gonna... <laughs> Every time. It's quite impressive how Christian's been able to figure out carrier pigeons well enough to use Zoom. Now, I know Zoom's compression is really good, but the fact that he's able to use it without the internet is is impressive. Up in Yorkshire. IP over Avian Carrier, it's faster than BT, uh, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but, but anyway, it, where I work, it's a town called Pudsey. It's where Pudsey the Bears come from. Pudsey Bear comes from, if anyone knows about it. But um, the, it's in a valley, and when all the, like, the industry were in Leeds and stuff like that, all the smoke from the chimneys used to fly like straight into Pudsey, and it used to be completely black. And there, the joke was that the pigeons had to fly backwards, otherwise they couldn't see. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Excellent. You know, I, I'm coming to you on a uh, robust uh, 50-year-old Kelco cable plant DSL link with nice. about 800k of uplink. So, uh, wow. and, 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 wow. and after years of fighting my local carrier, because uh, it's not only slow but not reliable, they're actually, uh, we're just marking, they're putting fiber up my street. Uh, I, I live rurally on five acres, so we never had the density that I thought it would. They could make the business case, and uh, uh, now I have to put eight hundred dollars of skin in the game uh, to get them to run it to the house. But I, I, I will gladly do that just for the time savings of being on the phone with my with my current telco. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm finding more and more we're doing um, a lot of like um, cellular stuff for clients if they're more rural because it feels like the cellular cover- coverage is so much better than uh, OpenReach is, is the kind of main company in the UK that kind of connects people up. And um, they just can't see, they don't seem to be bothered to actually get anything rural done properly. So yeah. it's so much easier to do cellular. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, a couple of years ago, when I, you know, I was able to use my hotspot and I could actually do better than my DSL, and that, yeah. but it's it's deteriorated below that. And you know, throughout the U.S., there's a they call them WISPs. You know, they're the the wireless ISPs, yeah. and and but they're just these eclectic little regional you know, cover off a part of a county things and, and there's no, you know, it'd be interesting to see how the whole low orbit satellite thing goes. Right. And, and in fact, I was reading a story on how they're, uh, uh, the, the big debate now is will the latency be fast enough for them to qualify for federal money uh, 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 for, uh, from the, from the U S government uh, because there is money available for rural broadband initiatives. Uh, and so there's a, there's a big debate going on about what does latency actually mean? Does it, is it end to end? Is it just the, the, you know, kind of the, the uplink part, you know, what gets included in it? So it'll be interesting so to see. I think Star- Starlink is aiming for the first phase. I think it's, less than 20 milliseconds isn't it 20 milliseconds at maximum yeah so, starlink are just opening for beta testing now you can apply on the website do it i did it, I did it a few days ago and didn't tell you guys well, i want to be first in line <laughs> <laughs> cheers mate you and your friends are <laughs> to be fair i think um satellite coverage is probably the only way you'll get internet down where you are in it christian in that valley i've got i've got 500 meg fiber yeah, to be fair, you've probably got the best connection out of a lot of us. <laughs> the, the print about a year ago did uh, Virgin, and it's spot on. Oh, the Virgin stuff's pretty good. They're doing that all around our area at the moment, actually. Mm. Um, it's pretty cheap as well, actually, the Virgin connection. Yeah, it's it's fibre to the home as well. Is it fibre yeah. or is it coax still? Uh, it, it's fibre to um, the sticker box on the outside of the house. I don't know what it's called, yeah, but then right, they, yeah. they run... They run uh, Doxis from that box into your house now. Okay. Yeah, I think it's so, called the NID, the Network Interface Device. That'd be the one. Yeah, nice. Have you seen nice. inside one of those? I I used, you know, we used to have more of a, when we were fluke networks, we had kind of a carrier piece and, and we were going after fiber and, and, uh, uh, and had seen some at the time, but it's, it's been a few years. They just look like an absolute mess. Like birds have been in there for years and someone's just opened the door and they've just flown away and the, the poor engineers left to kind of work out which bit goes where. It just They just don't look like fun to work in, if I'm honest. Mess, yeah, yeah. Great, right. Well, um, let's start this off properly. Let's, uh, Alan, what are you drinking tonight? You've normally got something on the go. Oh, I thought you meant as in like I've normally got something, like an STD or something. Or was that last week? <laughs> well, you, I mean, you do normally, you've got everything. But yeah, what what, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, I'm going to be quite boring. I'm drinking, actually, I'm drinking two things. Um, San Miguel, that's my Miguel. starter. Nice. And I'm actually going to do a Matty Wenham and get on the... Bed with Alan. <laughs> Take, good. Finish my sentence. No, I'm going to get on the gin and tonic. I've got some, I got some Irish gunpowder to drink. Okay, not had that. Have you heard of it? 
Oh, no? mate, you should. It's really nice. And what what tonic are you going for? Uh, fever tree, always fever tree, always fever tree. Every always day of the week. Tree. I mean, it's Mediterranean. Like the most important thing. No, we will go for the um, uh, the Indian refreshingly light. Oh yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> Not really. I have no idea <laughs> what difference it makes. If... Any any fever tree is good. I I got to say, my favourites is a is a blue blue tarquins with a Mediterranean fever tree with a slice of orange. Why am I not surprised that something you would drink have the name Tarquin in it? I mean, (laughs) let's be honest. That's that's the ponziest name I've ever heard. It's Dan's middle name. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Tarquin. He is is a Tarquin, to be fair. (laughs) Where's brown pants? So I've got to drink the gin up because it's been in my cupboard for a while um, and my wife likes likes the bottle because it looks kind of really deep bluish or whatever it is and she's doing this thing that obviously women do which is she's turning these gin bottles flowers into... or candles yes both <laughs> both both well, <laughs> is your wife doing the same thing because yes, yeah. i'm like what are you doing love it's like what are these lights for oh you'll see so she's put all these lights inside these gin bottles and then now on our kind of dining room table is like a kind of ornament effect and we've got them on the shelves and dotted around by the fireplace and these like fucking hell that must go out to the garage in the front lawn if it's all your fucking empties (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say there's a lot of gin bottles in my house (laughs) (laughs) they're the bottles that don't get recycled I had to nip into the office today and I came back and I looked outside and I like where are all my bloody flowers gone and just cut them all off and put them in bottles (laughs) 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 Chris what are you drinking tonight? I'll give you one guess. <laughs> Rum and Coke. Yeah. Um, I did <laughs> I did send the, the wife to the shop earlier. said, oh, could you get us something fancy to drink? You know, with a funny name like Alan always does. And she came back with a <laughs> bottle of Blue WKD. Which I, I, <laughs> blue wine. I I, blue I wine. I, yeah, I don't know how popular it is across the world, but it's just like pop, really. In fact, when I was sort of like 17, 18, and I used to be hungover, I used to have a WKD on the morning to sort of Put me up a bit before before going out again. <laughs> it's like the eighteen year old staple alcoholic drink. Oh, oh, staple staple wine drink. Is, blue wine is awful. You're either that or the ninety nine P bottles of uh, white lightning, you know, the two litre bottles. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Sit- that's my youth. <laughs> yeah. Sit- sitting in the park drinking those with some uh, super twenty twenty. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. You don't you probably don't I don't know if you're old or young enough, old enough. But 2020, um, White Lightning. 2020. Yeah, those are the kind of yeah. things to do in the 90s. The, yeah, that that is why for a long time I couldn't drink cider. It was because of those dirt cheap, rough, like three litre bottles of cider you used to pick up for a quid. Ugh. Horrible. Diamond Horrible White stuff. is another one as well. Do you remember Diamond, Diamond White? White? Yeah. <laughs> Diamond oh, White. Oh, oh, well, the cheap, the cheap version of Scrumpy. It wasn't Scrumpy Jacks because that used to be in the big glass bottles, didn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, the cheaper version, I think, was just called Scrumpy. <laughs> just in like a dirty plastic thing that you know had been recycled like 40 times. Yeah. Just, just reusing them. Ryan, what are you drinking? Um, can you play it tonight? I have a bottle of Budweiser. I've got three of those sitting in the fridge waiting for me. Bottle of Bud. Nice. I've three. <laughs> Really? Oh, and there's this one as well. Hey, check you out, stud. <laughs> <laughs> Wife's away. 
man will play. No, I should just come back now. I've got to be quiet. No, <laughs> James, it's it's one o'clock where you are. So, uh, what what are you drinking? I'm on a Starbucks light roast. I think. <laughs> nice. Caffeine. That's a good yeah. replacement. Put some whiskey. Gotta go in. one one way or the other, right? Rail to rail. Are you still at work? Uh, well, you know, we're from home, right? We haven't been in the office since early March. Uh, and, uh, so, and that's, that's been, actually, that's good for me. Uh, and, uh, and actually things have been very functional. I, I, I think we're even having one of those, well, do we even need office space, uh, <laughs> sort of realizations. Yeah. I think, I think quite a few companies are going through that same, uh, kind of conversation. Now we, we, we actually are the lease on our current office just came up. And so we're kind of going, I don't think we're going to bother having an office space. What we'll do is we'll just rent out, you know, a room to, to have team meetings, you know, two or three times a week or something like that. Yeah. Meet up, get together, have a chat and then go away again. Um, what will you do about kit though, Dan? You know, when you've got to build a load of stuff and whatnot. Yeah. yeah so Oh, is this for him? All right. No, no, go on, James. Actually, the same question all over, really. We, yeah, we, yeah. We I, I, think, I think we kit. would take down a smaller space. You know, unfortunately, as we, well, as we carved out NetAlly, right, and we took down our space, all that was happening, you know, middle of last year. And so we're, you know, in for a longer lease with, you know, one cubicle plus per person. And, uh, and we do have, you know, hardware spaces. We have environmental uh, chamber needs. We have the test lab and all that. I, I could see us taking down a... Uh, uh, a much smaller space for sure yeah basically yeah. what you said a meeting room or two uh some hardware support uh areas and uh you know but i've been able to uh you know i got a couple of missed ap's i set up so now i can do roaming in the house and have you know sort of enterprise level control on wi-fi and uh for as i'm you know validating features and things like that so uh it's yeah, it's, nice. it's been functional Nice. So what's what's sorry? I'm I'm going to keep rambling on because this is one of my favorite topics. So what's the reception from sort of other employees like? Do they prefer working from home? I think in general, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know it's probably taken a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, we you know we we do what we're doing here. We have meetings. You know, cameras get turned on, and and it feels like the next best thing. I'm sure there's some people that are a little more social butterflies that probably would like to be in the office a little bit more. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm not really missing a thing, uh, personally. Along. I think it's, it helps having outdoor space. I know some of our staff in larger, off, it, it, who live in larger cities like London, for example, they've got, they live in apartments, they've got nowhere to go out and sort of hang with children. Whereas if you've got a garden, um, you know, you can go outside and get a bit of fresh air and some greenery. It's, it makes a world of difference. Well, James, why don't you, um, why don't you introduce yourself uh, just so, you know, yeah. everyone knows who you are, what you do, who you work for. Um, but I think that, I think that'd be really good. Yeah. So uh, I uh, uh, actually had, I, uh, education wise, I had uh, originally got a double E degree back in the seventies and then as, computer science was coming up in the 80s and processors were happening. Uh, I went back and got my uh, computer science degree. And uh, I started at Hewlett Packard in 79 as an engineer in R&D and spent the first 15 years there. And of course, that was a different Hewlett Packard, right? It was culture and, and, uh, 
and things like that. It wasn't, you know, uh, we're beholden to the, to the, uh, uh, to the uh, uh, stock market so much. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, uh, and that was a great formative education. And then in, in 94, 95, I'd been working on oscilloscopes and logic analyzers there. Uh, 94, 95, uh, went to a startup uh, called Forte Networks, uh, doing did the first handheld network testers uh and you know back then there was the the big dole sniffer was about as close as you had for uh uh for doing capture and, and analysis and so this notion of uh, the simplicity of a handheld thing that would slice packets and and uh, sort of present more answers and and that anybody could use not just a protocol jock uh, was, uh so we sort we actually started that market we, we created that market uh the, the one touch in 1995 was kind of a seminal product. It would have a big touch screen and, and uh, super popular. I mean, we, even as we tried to end a life that thing, but anyway, so, so did that in 95 and then, and then kind of have, have done a series of handheld tools through, uh, uh, you know, link runners and, and uh, uh, net tool and more on the wireline side, really. Uh, and, uh, and then, and then, uh, in 2001 got a little uh, oh so so that was forte networks we got acquired by fluke which then carved out fluke networks and then fluke networks got by uh danaher uh and which is this big multi uh, conglomerate thing and then and then uh, a few years in danaher decided they wanted to spin off and sell out their communications group sold it out to netscout uh uh who was just heavy iron uh you know network uh, monitoring application perform apm npm market and uh, and about three years in uh, they were struggling a bit with sort of the move to the cloud and and so they then uh, shelled us off uh, <laughs> as, as, a, as a sacrificial offering and uh, and so we uh, and so now here we are as net ally our own company so uh, kind of ridden through it uh, you know along the way you know picked up more and more Wi-Fi but really more of a you know relatively new to Wi-Fi the last the last few years which you know, is is sometimes it's good to have beginner's eyes and, and to come in and be like, hey, why why don't we do it this way or, or you know what, what's going on here and just seeing you know kind of legacy things that that could that we could do better at. Uh, so sorry, James, to interrupt you, but I guess from listening to your story here, your life story, so to speak, um, you've been pretty much you know pimped out by all these different buyouts, right? So you've been there from the very beginning, and you've pretty much sounds like you've stuck within almost within the same role same department but you've seen all of these other parent companies come in buy you out cast you off someone else come in buy you cast you yeah. off someone else come in buy you so you've pretty much been there since the early days of what you mentioned is it damn down there? Kind of, wow wow yeah, so really, uh, yeah, 20, 25 years and uh, have done, uh, actually basically done 20, 25, 26 major platforms over time, you know, countless dot releases. And, uh, uh, but yeah, so it's, you know, it's been a roller coaster, right? It's just sort of been the, you know, just as so, it goes with mergers and acquisitions. So let me ask you a kind of pertinent question here then. How do you feel that that's affected you personally and also what you do in your job? Is that a, you know, to, to, to us looking in, and the reason why I'm asking this question is it can't be good for the products that we work with to see them being picked up, dumped, picked up, dumped, and not really having much development. But for someone who's actually inside the box, you know, in the company, and you're working in these environments, how does that affect you? And um, is, is it, you know, speak candidly if you can, but has yeah. it been a good thing for you 
um, to see, you know, companies come in, buy you out, promise the earth, you know, let you down, and then someone else come in and you find yourself just going yeah. from kind of buyout to buyout. I mean, how does that, can you give us a kind of a brief summary? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's emotionally challenging. And, and uh, I, I actually feel like we're in one of our best places now with, with NetAlly. But, you know, we, we, you know, for in various organizations, we were a little bit the redheaded stuff child right in in, uh, in fluke networks uh, th their main business was the uh, data commons dollar cable testers right and fiber testers and, and so we were sort of an adjunct to that and and shared their distribution channel but but we're kind of our you know our own little own little silo and then uh, uh, and then and then and then in NetScout they just had uh, you know really no idea what we did and 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 rightfully so right when you're when you're when you're such a small percentage of their business you know uh, uh, it, it just didn't you know, we just didn't get the attention. But you know, one of the problems for us at Netscout was just you know share of of uh, outbound messaging bandwidth. So you know, you'd be allocated. They didn't really want to be you know a tools company, a handheld tools company, uh, and so you were allocated you know one tweet a month or something like that. You know, as a, as opposed to now where we can actually have a social voice, which is which is more and more important. I I think what actually to be honest with you, what's really kept me going through all this is you know, and I've had my times when I've kind of looked up. I've been like, uh, you know, but when I look down at, at the people that I work with and some of them back to 95 and, and just sort of know everybody's situation, you know, that, 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 that you know, it, it, it's a great team. We work good together. We've, we've collaborated over, over decades. Uh, and, uh, uh, and as we, as we've, you know, as we've downsized, we've kept the better the better talent, right? Because that's an inevitable part of mergers and acquisitions. And uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like now NetAlly, we have a voice. We can we can uh, uh, socially. I you know normally even to do something like this, I, I think if I went to you know previously a corporate sort of approval process of oh hey I, these pubcast guys you know what you'd be like what you know that well, that's don't, not don't go on there yeah, that's that not our image anyway, you know so, to, to so, so see that right now, right yeah, yeah yeah and 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 you know we we've kicked down a lot of uh it's been interesting we're, we're kind of right-sized for what we do now and and there's no uh, business silos. We also had multiple lines of business, right? The, the air magnet guys were in Santa Clara. There's another group in another location. We were in, in the Springs. There was the Everett, Everett Washington people, right? And, and, you know, geography and technology just seems to breed uh, silos and us, them, and, and a lot of that. We had different planners. And, and so, you know, and I think you can see that coming up with the things we've been doing, you know, just in the short six months that we've been at Ally. One of the first things we did was we, we had these goofy things, right? We have a, we have a, here's an example. We, we have, we have a, a, a survey. You want to do an active performance survey uh, that needs iPerf. Uh, that's on the AMM side. On the, on the tool side, we had this little pack of gum, you know, iPerf server called the test accessory. Uh, they didn't work together. You know, so so here we had survey people. They would literally have to prop up or find a, a, an iperf server in in a given site that they wanted to survey, uh, and and so uh, so one of the first things we did was said, hey, you know what? In, in its last release of AMM, we got to make AMM iperf surveys work to the test accessory because you, you plug this thing in, it's PoE powered. You know, it it just takes off. There you go. Exact. Thank you. It takes off and runs. So. Uh, 
so yeah, the uh, that's just the classic example of, and and now when you look at the interoperability and where we're going with having the tools operate as collectors, right? That an air check and an etherscope can capture data, can can do the surveys that then feed into either either the legacy AMM product or feed into into Link Live, and even the you know, and, and even seeing now how some people are using Link Live for the cloud sort of push the survey from anywhere, no hassle thing, but then but then access it uh, uh, on, on on survey, or you start to look at the survey and Link Live quickly and get a sense that everything's good, or no, I need more reporting horsepower. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop it over to AMM. That that would have never happened even two years ago. I love the fact you just referred to Air Magnet's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we know it, it was it was an acquisition of Flukes in I think 2003, you know, and that was the heyday, and and they were the they were the namesake, right? And and I think through the through the mergers and different ownerships and levels of interest in the product, uh, you know, it, it was neglected as as you know, right? And 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 really, you know, honestly, we 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 sort of handed that market to Ekahau in 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 my eyes, and 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 so now we're 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 you know, fighting to get some of that back, and uh, and and approaching it though with more the the handheld tool and and the cloud, right? Being the being the the, the tip of our spear, uh, getting back into that market because uh, because it's just a better way to work, uh, and and you know, and and also you know we we are troubleshooting. You know, we've more, been more in the troubleshooting camp, right? On the other, opposite end of the spectrum is the you know, the system integrator that's installing, you know, hundreds or thousands of APs in a major enterprise location, right? Sort of the day zero stuff and 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 the report, the survey report being the proof for payment. I did it, here's your report, pay me. It, it's a lot like the Datacom installers would produce uh, cable certification reports uh, to yeah. get paid for their, for their cable installations. And so, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not as strong there, you know, as, as let's say Ekahau. I mean, I'll just be blunt about this, but, but, you know, but coming at it from the troubleshooting side and, and taking what we have and, 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 and really trying to think of survey as a day two tool uh, and uh, in terms of troubleshooting and different types of heat maps that you'd want to see. Certainly, you know, the interference heat maps and, and you, know, not, you know, we still do coverage capacity. We're still going to pursue the traditional uh, types of surveys, you know, active, passive, iPerf, uh, and, and those things, but, uh, but, but always with an eye towards troubleshooting and, and day two, because we, we mostly live in the enterprise, right? We mo we're mostly about uh, uh, private network owners. You know, when I think about our three main types of customers that, that, that I deal with and talk to, it's private network owners. You know, this is, this is somebody else put the stuff in, now, now I'm supporting it and I got to deal with, hey, the Wi-Fi is weird in this meeting room or, or whatever, uh, and or prove it's not the network. Uh, those sorts of things. We we have the uh, we, we have a lot of uh, these sort of mid-tier managed service providers, right? That are doing uh, outsourced IT. That again, they're they're either lightweight enough in terms of their installations that 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 they don't need a full-blown you know multi-dimensional predictive planning sort of solution. They might even be, they might not even be able to get a CAD drawing of, of the building, uh, 
uh, and and so that type of customer and, and occasionally bump into uh, equipment installers that are putting uh, their gear I see this in healthcare right we're putting a, an infusion pump in we need a uh, as a part of our installation process we sort of do our own courtesy what's the air look like uh, look at things and so you know the, those those are the places that you know that we're going after sort of more with the tools and you know, the reality is Wi-Fi is so big now and growing so fast right that it's just you're starting to see the segmentation right that if you look back you know five ten years ago it wasn't quite that clear right but now there's large enough user groups and communities and and segments that 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 you know that the space kind of needs to be carved up and 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 different vendors will will go after different parts so that so that's those are kind of the sections the, the segmentation segments that we're going after we've got a bunch of questions and it's, it's good actually because i think some of the things you just said they're kind of file into some of these questions that we've kind of been asked by different people so we've we've been some um we, we've been left some voicemails here at the pub um but we've also been kind of people have tweeted us questions and things like that so we, we've got a bunch of things that we kind of want to ask you um but i think what we'll do is we'll do the do the voicemail ones first so these are different people kind of in the, in the community that wanted to kind of put a question to an ally and kind of say hey you know what's happening with x or you know what what about y you know type things like that um and you very kindly hey they didn't they didn't they just wanted to win a link sprinter they didn't care that's what they wanted yeah (laughs) i was going to say you very kindly kind of have have said you know that that we'll give out this link sprinter um i don't actually know how we're gonna do that (laughs) decide who wins it's it's whoever left the most voicemails and i've left 42 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i'm joking okay <laughs> right so uh christian do you want to play the first yeah. question we'll go for the first one hello wireless podcasters matt starling here from wi-fi ninjas Again. i hope you're all very well my question for you guys on your interview with the net alley people is how much time goes into r&d for products like the sprinter that's my question thank you very much they do anything for free yeah good good question so it really varies product to product you know typically a development cycle is at least 15 months and 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 can be much longer i think i think link sprinter was on the order of, of 18 months so, you know, doing Wi-Fi products, uh, there's there's a uh, almost a, a two to three month uh, certification phase at the end, right? Once you get it all done, and you almost need a user's manual complete. I mean, like like you'd be ready to ship the thing, but for the certs. Uh, and and I got to tell you, certifications are just it, 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 it's it's massive and it's expensive. I mean, it costs us about four hundred thousand dollars to certify a, a Wi-Fi Jeez, product. Louise. Uh, yeah, it, wow. it's, what, and, is and, 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 what is that certification though? What, what, well, when you it, say it, it's to, be, to certify it, what is it exactly? Yeah, so it varies. It's it's crazy. It varies uh, region to region, country to country. And so what I think what's really happened is a lot. Uh, uh, so there's some glo- some some blanket things. Uh, 
like CE and, you know, we get coverage in the US and, and, and then there's sort of one thing that tends to work in EMEA, but, but you get into all these niche things where a lot of countries are treating this almost like a money-making bureaucracy. So let's prop up an agency. If anything, Wi-Fi is going to be sold in our country. We're going to, it's going to cost you 5k to certify. It might just be a paperwork thing. It might be the, we've got some kids like, you know, physically need to send a unit to Vietnam, you know, uh, or, or, or things like that. And so, uh, uh, but, but it, it adds up and it's, you know, I, I think like Brazil is 20, 30 K, uh, and, and some places require multiple units. And, and then what's really interesting is you can do the slightest tweak, like for example, uh, just even changing, just as we went through the exact same product in their check with, with a net ally brand, right? Or, or you, you change the model number slightly, something has nothing to do with Wi-Fi, you know, and, and, uh, we added a wired port on it and back, right back in for certification. So, and, and I guess, I guess you've got no choice, have you? Because if you say, right, Brazil, no, I'm not, I'm not going to pay your certification. So I just won't sell this product in Brazil. You've got no control of that product getting into Brazil, have you? Because somebody could just buy it at the border and just cross it over <laughs> and, and use it illegally and, and potentially get called out for it. And then I guess you'd be liable for that, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's for us. It's more on the sales side, right? We just can't do distribution in that, in, you know, legally in that in that country. Uh, and so I'm, and I guess there's always the illegal channel thing. You know, you could put us on channel 14 in the U.S. or or something like that. But uh, but it's you know we actually it, it, it's such a such a complicated ball of wax. We actually end up splitting it into tiers. So there's kind of the tier one countries that represent probably 80. 85% of the, of the revenue. And, uh, uh, and, and those are, those are kind of no brainers, but then there's these smaller countries where, you know, we kind of need to almost have a business request for it. Like, okay, we have a company in Indonesia and then and they'll buy five of these. Right. And then, and, and then we, so some of this, some of the lower tier stuff, we have three tiers and at the bottom tier is a little more on demand uh, mm. with, with some uh, justification for doing it, but, but just that we just don't willy nilly, willy nilly do it. I think so. You mentioned it was four hundred thousand just to be able to like certify a product. Yes. Yeah. So you must have to sell to get a good return on that. You must have to sell a lot of units just just for that R and D cost just to certify it. I mean, you probably haven't even touched on how much the actual product costs to make and uh, and, and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. There. There. You know. It's actually one of the reasons on the Link Runner G two. When we wanted to add Wi-Fi, we ended up just putting a USB Type A port on the top and sort of doing a reference cell of, of a dongle and a little Edimax dongle. And uh, uh, so we, you try to get creative in some places, but you certainly can't do that in in, in, in the core Wi-Fi space. Uh, yeah, it, it it's 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 absolutely a business consideration, I think, for anybody doing custom Wi-Fi. Uh, tools and 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 it's it's probably you know I I guess since we're managing to do it and, and from a business standpoint maybe it's even a barrier to entry I should look at it that way instead of more as ugh, a tax. Uh, I, I guess that's why I guess, like like the psychic Ekao psychic that's receive only isn't it so they will go have to go through as much certification for that probably CE and stuff like that but FCC approval they're not transmitting anything they're just receiving and that you know that that must be 
an attractive proposition for a company in the wireless market just to make a device that only receives instead of you know the stuff that you do which do active tests for example you know and, and you know when i look at something like the etherscope that we're, we're trying to basically make it hey you can you can be walking around and you're connected to the cloud and you can push up results in in, in real time yeah. and, and live right and kind of these these dual radio models and it's just it's just getting uh uh, so I think for us, uh, transmitting active iperf testing, and well, they have a performance test out of the Sidekick, right? Don't they? They must. Yeah, they use, it uses the, the 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 device that your so your laptop. So it uses oh, the Mac, or it uses okay, the iPad, it, or it uses it, the okay. yeah. And so th that was one of my questions: was you know you've obviously got an Android device effectively inside, say your Etherscope, um, but I'm guessing because because it's effectively your own device that you've just installed Android on. That's why you have these kind of barriers, I guess. Uh, you know, and Android has been great for us. And, and, uh, and it's actually amazing that Google makes that available to the, to, you know, to, to, as an, and as the Android open source project. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and we've, you know, we've been, so we've been doing Android now for about, you know, four years and uh, started with the link runner G2. And I think we really perfected it on the Etherscope. I tell you, it's been, it, you know, we used to spend, you t back to the question about how much do you spend on development? Uh, I can say a lot less on Android because we always prior to that had, you know, these custom, you know, custom OSs and, and, and you, you'd run, you run Linux. Now Android is actually Linux based, but, but, but then these, you know, whatever UI thing on top, it it was foreign, it was crude, it was, you know, and, and, uh, and so what Android has brought for us is uh, one is just UX and familiarity of, of uh, how things work that, you know, even if you think about the custom desk, you know, the, as you swipe through the screens at the top level, right. And, hey, when I'm doing, you can build out a, our custom screen. Hey, when I'm doing this task, I'm on screen number three, and these are the four, you know, tools that I need. Uh, you can see that we've amplified our functionality, right? We, we, uh, uh, you know, we used to do monolithic apps. We had to work within the app to drill down to functionality. Now we're a little more like what how the world thinks. I need a cab. I use the Uber app. I need a pizza. I use this app. Uh, and, and so we sort of have partitioned our functionality, auto test, ping, capture, discovery, Wi-Fi, path analysis, uh, uh, you know, iperf survey and, and, and have done those as apps, how to do the workflows, right? If I, if I discover a device in discovery and I want to do a, a ping and fire up that app, how do, how do you do that? So we leveraged what's called the intent system out of Android, which is, if you think it's what happens right now, you, know, you take a picture and then, and then it's shared to, and things register for, Hey, I, I, I can receive pictures, right? So it's, it's nice, isn't it? Cause you, you're not having to build all of that functionality from scratch. You can just take what's already been built Built. and not only that but what people are already used to to using um, and just leverage it for your own for your own good i'm going to jump around with questions uh, actually because uh, we've got one on this topic funnily enough um so a gentleman called james julia i think that's how you pronounce his name has left us three questions so this is the third one so it's a little bit out of context but it, it fits in with the context of this conversation if you want to go for that one i have another question air mapper looks a lot like survey mobile for android is the genesis of AirMapper Survey Mobile? Yeah, good, good question. Uh, it, it, it really isn't. Uh, as we, uh, so AirMapper was a Android app uh, and it was uh, developed, uh, you know, long enough ago that it was probably on like an Android 4 version, uh, you know, as we're running up towards 8.9 and, and, uh, 
also on our products uh, you know we've as we've as we've broken out that functionality and you know into into 12 13 14 apps uh, we have a we have a core uh, framework for doing that right there's sort of an app base if you will for to be one of our apps here here's here's the common denominator of everything all of our apps need and so so we really had to build it up in that architecture I I you know I I, I did look at the air mapper app I think I looked at it when we were adding the interactive calibration just to see how they did it so occasionally I would look at it kind of for a reference of of okay just you know let's look at how five different tools did interactive calibration on a floor plan, but, but really, uh, really no other leverage of it. Likewise, on uh, adding air mapper to air check, uh, it was, it was a, a unique build out for that architecture. Oh, so you've had to build a completely separate app for the G2 from, from yes. what was on Etherscope. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, as as we try to move forward with our product line, we, we will get more common and have better leverage. Uh, AirCheck is still uh, is still still one of our older products. You know, 2016, yeah. 2017 with uh, with Qtopia as the UI, uh, and so we had to had to build it out for that. So, so is there is there a plan to to try and bring all of those things into into one? So effectively, you'll have the say both g2s you might have a g3 that will run on the same system that the etherscope runs on and just have uh, yes. less hardware a a absolutely uh the, nice. you know, that that's a part of being a smaller more efficient company and, and yeah. uh, uh, we you know we call it the common core internally uh and uh but we're, we are moving that direction you know as bearing in mind you know we've, we've been we've been you know carved out for a year right so there's there's a lot in flux but, but you'll see some stuff even in the coming months uh a couple derivatives of of, of the ether scope in that regard I'm, I'm an apple guy and um Boo. <laughs> i'm an apple guy and i am i am really enjoying the ether scope and and actually i think because you've pared down a lot of the stuff in android you've taken away a lot of the fluff and a lot of the kind of gumph that gets added on the bloat. it's a very kind of pared down yeah yeah all the bloats kind of been ripped out and actually it's a really usable platform on the etherscope I, I've, I've genuinely been impressed as someone who really dislikes android i've been i've been really impressed with uh, how how quick how responsive you know all that all that type of stuff this has been it's been one of the better android devices i've um i've used that, that's yes. one of the good things about Android, though, isn't it? You can customize something enough to, you know, have a, a native look and feel like like the AirCheck, um, as opposed to Apple, where it's it is Apple's operating system. You can't really do anything yeah. with it other than design apps. Yeah. No. That that said, we we operate in a in a in a uh, design system called Material Design. So uh, there. Uh, uh, and uh, Google has a thing called Material Design. Uh, you can, you could Google it, <laughs> and uh, but basically it it talks about uh, how to how to do things. You know when do you when do you? It's it's amazing. I mean it's as if as if you know in Google's put you know dozens of PhDs on it. I mean right down to you know there's all these little niceties, right? Not only did we get sort of the familiarity of Android, not only did we get uh, the built-in apps, you know, where we can use Chrome, camera, audio system, uh, uh, you know, all the, you know, the, the notification system, right? All, all these, all these state-of-the-art, you know, Apple versus Google uh, uh, things that that normally, as a as a you know small company, we wouldn't have access to. But and and not only do we get the the apps, right? The the vendor apps, right? Because there are things that vendors 
you know, they can write an app that goes to talk to their AP, uh, like the Mist app, right, that, that goes and talks to their AP and has functionality that we normally wouldn't get, right, because it's not an SNMP thing or any sort of an open standard. And so not only do we get all that, but there's also this uh, sort of material design, you know, the classic example is the hamburger stack in the, in the upper left-hand corner, right? And as you've seen the industry, you know, move more towards that. So there are, there, I think there are, we are sort of gravitating towards a set of uh, UX paradigms, idioms, whatever you want to call them, right? Between Apple and uh, and Android where, or, or, or there's the common denominator, right? You're on your, your bank website and there's the navigation bar, right? The hamburger stack in the upper left-hand corner. And, and you know that when you hit that, you're going to see the places you can navigate to. And so, yeah. uh, so I, I, I do think we're, you know, moving away from this eclectic, uh, every UI, every product is a completely different learning experience to, to the point where the, the device that you've got your head mm -hmm. parked in, you know, five hours a day, your mobile device is, is, is you know, we're able to actually leverage that in, in the etherscope. And so hopefully, yeah. Dan, that's been a part of, of, of your experience. But I, I but I appreciate the, 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 the beautiful feedback. Thank you. I, I guess that brings us nicely to our next question. Um, yep. So uh, this is uh, by Dave Jones. I'll play it now. Are you ready? Hi, guys. This is Dave here. There's a question for James. Is there any likelihood of a new GUI being created for Air Magnet Survey Pro? Cheers, guys. Have a great evening. Oh. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Here we go. Just, yeah. just to let everyone know, it, it wasn't Dave Jones. It was Dave here. You got his name wrong, Christian. Yeah, the famous Dave here. Yeah. So uh, here's where we are on AMM, right? For, uh, for first and foremost, we, we, you know, we we took a product that's been neglected and and we stabilized it, right? No, no, you know, no no known crashes, no blue screens of death. Uh, we added uh, in the April release a couple months ago. You'll see that we added AX support. We added this iPerf uh, three support for working with the test accessory. We uh, we 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 fully staffed uh, keeping up on antenna patterns. Uh, we. Uh, uh, we're and and we have another release coming up next month that will uh, do support the uh, uh, the surveys coming from the tools and uh, better AX support in planner uh, Ooh, stop and, you there yes sorry you just said integration did you did I hear you just say better integration with the tools yeah so the it'll it's the ability to do a survey on either an air check or an etherscope and 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 the results will go right into AMM. Yes, I, I, I saw I saw that today, and it it does look awesome. And and what I really like is that you, you can do that. But then this is the bit I think you'll like, Alan, as well. Is then mm -hmm. from Link Live, you can then actually send that out to a customer just online, and and you can share that stuff with a customer as read only. So you get this interactive online report survey where you know think you can go through things customers can go through things christian you know if, if your guys were doing surveys on the etherscopes rather than a, the, the sidekick then you could just load up you know a read-only version of that yeah. be able to see everything that you wanted to see navigate it yourself because you know what you're doing rather than have to own a license you know like you do with, with ACA or whatever yourself anyway so I, I like again for me seeing that 
this week as I've been kind of playing with this stuff has, has been really, really eye-opening. It was like, oh, this is this is great. That's what I thought was a missed opportunity, if I'm honest, when the announcement was the other week or the other month about, you know, the ethoscope and whatnot, as in like this kind of, we, we've revealed it, but we haven't revealed all. And then it was almost like flat. And to hear what you've just said, James, I think it's great. I, I really do. I yeah. think it's what you need to do to compete with Eggerhow, if I'm honest. Um, you know, I've been an Air Magnet user for since 2010 and i switched to echohow three years ago and you know i'm great with echohow but i feel that they've moved it on they've you know they've made the game changing moves with the sidekick and for you guys to actually start looking at using the you know what effectively is a an advanced g2 right it's pretty much what i consider it um etherscope it's with the air mapper survey and plugging it into the, directly into the air magnet survey pro or whatever it's called um uh, yeah, I, I think it can do so much more because then you've got the Android operating system and then you can just build upon from there because effectively what I think Echo and I'm missing is what you're going to provide, which is, an, I, yeah. I, I got laughed at for saying this, but it's almost like the, the, the sidekick needs to provide an LED screen, to be fair, to allow it to provide some sort of functionality that you can configure the sidekick to be able to do things, to gather more information, collect certain types of data or whatever in order to be more than just a passive device that collects it has to be more than that now if you want to raise the yeah. bar and become the next big thing in wi-fi survey tools right an etherscope that we just brought out it's got more capabilities and functionality built into it but let's bring this back and integrate it into you know what everyone really needs as a survey tool but i think for me it's almost as if you know you've got a step on your rivals to a degree in my opinion the fact that I've heard you say that you're going to start using the etherscope to actually interconnect with the air magnet. So I, I, that's pretty good. And, and, and for me, the, the, the big part of that is having their cloud service as an actual cloud service. You know, Echohow Cloud is just a poor... Dropbox. Dropbox, <laughs> yeah. Um, that, 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 you know, <laughs> that's fine. Is that that's what great. It is? That you pay yeah. sixteen hundred pounds a year for, excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you pay that so that you get to use your iPads, all that kind of stuff, and that's great. But what what I really like is that the Link Live is more than just. It's not just a document storage. What you're getting from the Link Live is you're getting, you know, you can upload your PCAPs, you can upload, you know, all the, all the different things that oh. you get to see. You can you can share that really easily. You can open up those things to your customers. Um, to other engineers really easily um, without them having to have anything other than a browser on, on their device. And I think that that is the game changer that, that you, that you guys have unlocked. And I, I you know, the only thing that we kind of need to see now is, is this evolution of, of air magnet, the actual yeah. software so yeah. that, so that it kind of completes that piece. Cause as it is at the moment, you know, it is like looking 20 years into the, the past when you open up that air magnet. Um, and again, you know, as a Mac user, uh, you know, I don't have that option. Well, that, that's asked the question to James Kachakowski. Is um, the <laughs> is it potential that, that air magnet could potentially develop um, air magnet natively for Mac OS? Or are they always going to be a Windows-based platform? Yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, I think we're, so where we really are right now is 
we, we've invested and have engineering on on AMM uh, air, on the air magnet stuff as it is right planner survey spectrum uh, and and we're we're and so we, we did our upgrades there. We're kind of assessing it, you know, do, uh, you know, the, the, the multi-platform development thing is, is a bear, right? To, to have to have one engineering team developing on the Mac and one developing on Windows, uh, you know, that that's a, back to one of the previous questions, what's the cost to, to, to create something, right? And that, that puts you, you know, well, well into the millions. Uh, but by the way, I'd say the price tag to develop something like an Etherscope is, is uh, uh, definitely north of 10 million uh, all up, uh, and but uh, but the uh, uh, but yeah you know and we're and we're enthralled with the cloud. I mean the, the reality is we've been doing cloud. We were the first test and measurement vendor in 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 the cloud. You know back in 2014. I, ironically with Link Spectre, right? We had this little pack of gum tester and and said, hey, you know we're gonna we're gonna do the minimal sliver of hardware and we're gonna leverage the cloud, right? It was fairly still a bit nascent back then, but you know it, it's it's kind of what you said. It, it it it's collaborative. Anybody can see it anywhere. We don't have to deal with the platform stuff. We, we have even some customers on Linux, you know, and, and, you know, some hardcore engineers and, uh, and, and things like that. And it just, and, and, you know, just that, that everything's there. You know, when you look at Link Live, I mean, we started out with just, I call it episodic, right? I did it. I did an auto test. That's the result. We started out with episodic yeah. auto tests. Then we had, now we've added periodic auto tests. We've, we've got uh, uh, captures on Android. You do the, you see something on the screen, you do the screen capture pump it up to link live, uh, yeah. you know, share it out from so, there. Uh, James, you know. James, one, one, of, one of the questions that I had was, um, and, and actually kind of what you've just said was one of the questions that we had from, from James actually was about the, the kind of air mapper into air magnet thing. So that's great. We've kind of covered that off without even having to, to which is good. Um, yeah. So, so one of the questions that I had with, with your link live and all the data that's kind of flowing up through to there, um, I was on one of your webinars the other day and I asked the questions on there, but I'll ask it again here. It, it would be really cool. It'd be great to get um, kind of like anonymized data over, you know, for all the things you're seeing, all the data that you're gathering on, on link live, it'd be great to see, you know, what percentage of networks are running Wi-Fi five, what percentage of networks are running Wi-Fi six, how many devices you know, overall, are we seeing that are AX capable, um, and almost having like a um, like a, a, a place where we can go, a place that we can link to, to show our customers and to show our you know inform our own decision making to go. Hey, just so you know, at the moment, you know the Wi-Fi landscape looks like this, and all this data is being pulled out from actual sites. It's not anecdotal. It's not, you know, it's, it's sort of similar to what Niant said. Are trying to do, but they're taking their captures on the wire rather than over the air. So for me, it removes a, a bit of the sort of authenticity of, of yeah. the data. But Niantic do try to do that, and I think there's a lot of value in it. I think I think Cisco try to do it with DNA as well, don't they? Um, I think you can sort of anonymize, anonymize. I can't speak, but you can send anonymous data back um, to to get that view. But, but, the, but the thing, that I, yeah, the thing that. that I like, the thing that I like about this though is it's not it's not so you know. Only a few places are going to have DNA, and and it's likely to only be and it's likely to only be the very high end places where actually they're more likely to to be buying more expensive stuff. Whereas something like this, which is completely neutral, you know, vendor neutral, 
where you can go, hey, you know, uh, Backblaze do it with um, their hard drives. Yes, they they put out a report every quarter that says, hey, you know, we buy every vendor's hard drives and we put them into our, you know, our backup system. And we found that these have this failure rate and these have this failure rate and the best ones are these ones and things like this. It'd be great to have that kind of information available from a non-AP vendor, you know, provider. Yeah. So uh, a few things I'll say about that. Uh, one is, uh, so when we did Link Sprinter, right, and, and obviously that's our high volume tool, right, because it's a few hundred bucks and, and, it, and it finds its way into sort of the generic Wi-Fi space or g generic wired space, right, because, uh, you know, help desks and, and all that. Uh, we, we did actually want to do uh, a state of the industry report. Uh, so once we got up to about 2 million results uh, oh, nice. and like, you know, 10, 15,000 testers in the system, we wanted to do a state of the industry report reports a couple of years ago and uh, uh, and and it was interesting so had a DevOps engineer we started to slice through the data and, we, and you could see trends PoE was rising use of VLANs were rising you know voice VLANs which would be indicative of VoIP uh, even just to see you know how many things like M gig yeah yeah class C networks versus class B networks you know uh, mm -hmm. and, and and all that and so so I I, 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 I like the, the the question uh, we would then just got whatever swamped through whatever merger and acquisition situation we're going through but 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 uh but i think uh but but i i still like that idea now now what i need to be careful of is in our terms of uh, terms and, and uh, terms and conditions right uh, terms of service uh agreement uh, especially in the gd post gdpr era right uh how we go at this so i think our current terms state that we can do things to we can we look at data in an anonymized fashion to improve our service uh you know i i think the uh uh so I, so in terms of us putting out an api for others to probe through a little little concerned about that but but i would like to once we get our surveys out there you know uh and and once these tools are out there maybe in six months or, or a year and we, and we have some critical mass of data right statistically valid uh and 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 global and you know and all that that's the other thing you know we, we have we have of course we you know we know the the, the locale uh, and so you could you could slice it that way too. Uh, I, I would love to see us getting back. I mean, the, you know, the reality is, is that's what industry leaders do. They put out a state of the X, you know, report every year. You know that 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 represents you know legally what they can what what they can do. And so I I, I uh, so I'd say hold that thought. You know, and I think you know of course with us just getting the survey tools there. Everything's resided on C drives up to this point or. Uh, but but you know as, as as that data exists you know and and like I said my, my my main concern is customer protecting their data and 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 uh, I mean we we spend a lot of time and energy on that right that that's the freaky side of the cloud right and and, and having uh, you know independent auditing of our services and and just having you know top engineers looking at it and and you know and, and you can't even count on uh security through obscurity right you know you can't even count on some 64 character you know gnarly url anymore for, as a as, as something right so we and, and gdpr was it was a hurdle right we had to that that was you know many many engineering man months to to, to become gdpr compliant uh and so uh 
so yeah, I, so I, I, I like the idea. I'd like to see us get to that once we have a critical mass. Yeah, I think I think even even to start with, even like you say, if it's just you posting, hey, this is what's happening. You know, no no access to anyone else. Just to start with, this is what's happening. Whilst in the background, you're developing the ability for you know me to go to Link Live and go, hey, I want to know in the UK what are the stats. You know, so that when I'm going when I'm going into a meeting to to sell, you know, I can go, hey, I've pulled these stats from here. This is this is why we need to be looking at this. And 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 I guess the main point is that you know it's a wireless network. Anybody can see what's going on. And and under GDPR, a MAC address isn't considered personal information. You know, you've got to build a profile to find out who that person is. But if it's just a a pool of data with, you know, all these people are using eight hundred two dot eleven ax and these are still on B or whatever. You know, you can't you can't turn that into a profile. So, I, I think. I don't think that's as much of an obstacle, but it, it kind of goes on to one of the questions we got asked on Twitter. Um, so, you know, obviously Dan's just submitted a feature request to you. Um, what is the preferred <laughs> way of submitting a feature request? Is it via a support ticket or, you know, passive aggressive Twitter mentions? What, how do we do it? <laughs> yeah, so we, we have an email uh, address, feedback at netally.com. Uh, any, and that's monitored by our uh, product marketing manager and, and myself and a couple others. And, and uh, that, that's a great way to reach out to us. You can use our, our ta- uh, tax support uh, lines, of course. Uh, you know, we do monitor social because you have to. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, so socials, it's, it's, it's definitely a game changer, right? It, 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 you know, you, you have to you know, the, a lot of smart engineers out there, a lot of smart people. And, and, you know, it, it, it you know, there's, there's a higher degree of accountability than, than ever in, 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 the, yeah. in, in the market. And so, uh, so, you know, if, 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 if you're, you know, that pissed that you want to uh, tweet something, then, then, then so be it. But we'd prefer, uh, we'd prefer feedback at netally.com. You say pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> why don't you why why don't you set up your own kind of social media platform then and actually kind of embrace it because everyone else is. I mean, we have yeah. um, you know with this podcast, um, you know your rivals do. Um, you know they put on webinars and things like this. So I guess it's a case of you know if you can't beat them, join them type of thing. But the point is that Netally used to put out webinars and they used to bring on guests. Uh, not Netally, sorry. Um, Air Magnet, Scout, Air Magnet, whoever. Yeah. yeah, they used to bring in guests and do webinars and 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 whatnot. And to be to be fair, the these guys got UC on. Like, you know, imagine that happening a couple of years ago. UC, who's he? They left. <laughs> <laughs> well, it yeah. is, but that that is the irony, isn't it? You know, at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. you know, UC works. UC's UC's moved on, right? What he's done for Echohow is phenomenal, right? And and I think if he did. If he was at Air Magnet or whoever, he would have done exactly the same thing there. Okay, he's he's moved on, and and I think it's a case of you know, l- look at the way he markets, the way he acts, the way he kind of you know generates interest in the products that he is working he's, for, and I think he's doing that it now for list. Well, exactly, and he's brilliant at it. I've seen things that others copy from everyone else. So I've seen um, fast ray tracing be implemented in another product, and I've seen it copied in another product. I'm saying that. At the end of the day, there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a case of the way the way it is. You know, you've got to kind of you know you can't beat them joining type of thing. So now I should be more socially active in social media. So more 
involvement in Twitter, more engagement. And I think that's what you need because one thing that UC was brilliant at, right, was he actually got in amongst us and asked us what we wanted for the product that he was pushing at that time, which was the Echo Survey Pro, right? And that's why it got to where it is now. It's not because Air Magnet fell away by the wayside and got bought out undeveloped bought out undeveloped it was because someone like you see was actually there pushing that product and listening to the engineers who use it listening to their feedback and actually you know working to make the product better for us as engineers as the boots on the ground actually using it that's that's what made a difference and that's why you know echo how have, have, have got to where they've got to because now the engineers you know are actively giving information to echo Hal about hey this is feature request hey here's you know something that will help me do my job better if you added this to your product kind of thing and i think that should be something that if you're not doing already now ally should certainly embrace more of the social aspect to kind of be more engaging with the community to actually look at ways and for the moment you're going to get a lot of backlash you're going to get a lot of anger you're going to get a lot of crap because everyone's disappointed the where you know the product is but it's not your fault and it's not net ally's fault hopefully net ali can come in and be the savior and actually say do you know what we're going to start to listen we're going to work out what we can and can't do and what we can adopt what we can't adopt in terms of feature requests in terms of development in our product but it's a step in the right direction and it's the way the world is right now social media rules and i think net ally are missing a trick if you don't do more on your social media aspect is what i wanted to say but it's not it's, it's not it's not just as a company, I think it's putting a face to it. You know, UC became the face, didn't he, of Eckerhout? Absolutely. That, that's that's what was that's what was powerful, was that there was, you know, a Mister Eckerhout that you could get hold of. You could, you know, pick up the phone to have a conversation, um, and you know that's pro- that's probably what you guys need. If Air Magnet is it, it is personal. part of your plans going forward, yeah, it was a personal touch, and unfortunately what air magnet was was corporate you know it was stuffy it was a suit it was a shirt and tie you know uc broke down that barrier effectively and he actually kind of said look no 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 i'm wearing a hoodie you know i'm you know he doesn't have tattoos like me but you know he wears baseball caps he's he's a janitor he's a janitor at the end of the day so he he kind of knew what it took wait there i figured out what this is alan are you after a job <laughs> you say, you say, call me. <laughs> but no, I'm emphasizing my point here, and I'm using it in yeah, the only yeah. way I know is by comparing against other things that have been successful. Yeah. And look, you know, let's just say it how it is, right? It's the only way yeah. you can kind of make someone like James Kakokohawas um, and understand exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say. I can't pronounce his name, even though I tried to read it. But, but you, you know, look, I've been drinking, okay? But you sound like Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of get passionate and pent up about this because you know for, for me to see a product like air magnet i've used for so long just disintegrate into nothingness and just be left it's disappointing because it's got so many good features that i'm lacking in other products like ekahau that mm. air magnet have just stole the show you know and and it was just a huge disappointment and it took me a while to readjust um, to learn the new Echo product, which you know I think is is great in all honesty, and it will take me a good few yeah. years to come back to Air Magnus. So you've got a lot of work to do, but I think you know put your best foot forward and engage with the community. Have a face to Natalie, for God's sake. Have someone there who's you know not necessarily UC wasn't technical. Yeah, he is getting there, but he wasn't technical. He was just someone who just was able to listen 
um, asked the right questions and he had Miko as his right hand man who was technical who would be able to kind of interpret the questions yeah. and you know, the requests and, and tell you see what it meant effectively you know he was like that technical translator and it, and it kind of really worked as that partnership and I think that's almost what NetAlly need to do in order to kind of you know understand the wireless community and what we need and what we want from a product because I'll be honest with you, we need a competitor to Ekahau because Ekahau yes. have shifted massively, okay? that They've been <laughs> taken over. We can, we can talk about licensing if you want to go down that route, boys. Um, you know, there's, <coughs> we there's will later. We will. We, so there's issues that we need to address. And there's an opportunity now for NetAlly to step up to the plate and say, do you know what? There's plenty of room for two. And there's plenty of room for three at the end of the day. But there's an opportunity there. But you've got to do it right. You've got to do it in the correct manner. And I think that as I say, you know, putting a face in, in, I don't know who's your bosses or your boss's bosses who's going to make these decisions, but I think you need to kind of, you know, change change from being a corporate stuffy kind of entity to being something more kind of, you know, appealing, you know, be a I mean, more personal. to be fair, to be fair, James has come onto the pubcast, which is the most uncorporate, oh, un-Wi-Fi. <laughs> this, is, this is a step in the right direction. And this is what we love. And this is why I'm great that you've come on to, yeah, to, to yeah, talk with absolutely. us. Because yeah. no one else will. You know, we have to kind of drag everyone else. <laughs> you know, I have to beg and plead them and then send them some money, for God's sake. I'm joking for all our previous yeah. guests. So, so here, here's what I'll say uh, towards that, Alan. A, a you're spot on. Uh, first of all, you know, the industry is only going to be healthier with multiple competitors, right? Just so Ekal can't have their way with the market. Uh, and... Uh, and uh, B, you know, we've been at Ally since September. Uh, I know we, we've carved out a presence on LinkedIn, uh, not quite as active on Twitter, uh, but you know, we, we car you know, that one of the problems with, you know, there's, there's three or four different platforms, right? For sure, Facebook, for some still, but, but I know twi tw uh, Twitter is definitely the, uh, the hotspot for Wi-Fi. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, and we've been trying to post more regularly, you know, and getting content, to feed into that uh so it, it's absolutely on our radar you know remember we kind of went from a, a muzzled situation at netscout uh you know where you know, like I said, we had our allocated one tweet a month uh, to, uh, to to this, right? We were limited on emails. We were limited on everything. So, uh, so, so there's that. Uh, that person's probably going to be me going forward. And we're not that deep, you know. You said boss and boss's boss. I, I have a boss. He's our CEO. And, and uh, oh wow, and, you know, yeah, we're you, just you're we're straight just up to the top. Yeah, yeah, we're just not that. You know, we're just not that deep. You know, we're we're eighty people. You know, with a passion for a handheld network test and, and AMM, and and trying to you know as, as the as the dust settled, you know, through the end of last year, and we carved out our brand. And I mean, you can only imagine well, the things that happened and carving out a company, right, in terms of customer, you know, CRM systems and IT and and, and policies and HR and and even a space to work and which mattered back then. Well, his is 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 a proposition to your your boss, your CEO. Look, honestly, for Hundred grand a year, I'll come. I'll come over and be the face of that ally. No, no, and you're I'll, you're me. You don't want that face. <laughs> what do you mean? What's the matter with this oil painted? You know, <laughs> come on. I can come in and I can do. I can. I could. I'll speak to UC. I'll download all of his skills and how he does everything and how he engages and how he talks to people. I'll even learn Finnish, right? And I'll be the face. I hope of you finish. Ally, but... I hope you finish. 
<laughs> How does that sound, James? You think you think it's I'll, a, it's, I'll, it's a I'll possible? It I will mention it to him. Uh, you never know. Uh, but you know, but I, I agree. The social presence. Here's here's what I will say is from getting the feedback. Uh, I, I've actually been drinking from a fire hose, you know, the last the last year on this stuff, and 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 so some of it's been, you know, you can imagine we have a lot of major customers who are still on AMM, right, and and they're willing to give me an earful uh, socially. Uh, Lee Badman and Blake uh, Crony in the in the states, we I, you know, uh, they they get early copies and stuff. I, we have literally acted directly on their feedback, uh, and uh, I don't know those guys. Yeah, who's he? Lee Lee Badman. Who's he? Lee Badman. Yeah, he's fairly outspoken about licensing. And so, so you know, we've been we've been we've been trying. You know, we're we're moving the right direction, I think, for you. And and if anything, you know, just as we're you know, just some of it's just you know personal bandwidth to to do this, right? Because the other thing that happened in all this kicking down the silos is I sort of. You know, picked up plan, feature planning and, and roadmap and strategy for all the products, right? And so, kind of managing that, and then trying to trying to you know manage out the social stuff, dealing with the escalations. Well, is that what you want to do, though, James? To be honest, you know, is uh, it? Do you want to? Do you want to not? You're technical guy, right? Do you not want to concentrate on doing the stuff that you're good at versus kind of changing, I guess, who you are? You know, being yeah. the person who's there to come on podcasts like these and other podcasts and and go to conferences and start being this kind of enigmatic guy who, you know, who's gonna listen to everybody. But but it takes you away from what you possibly do best or who you are as as an engineer working on technical aspects in the background versus why not have someone who's got that social, you know, exposure that 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 outgoing personality. You know, I'm not saying it's not you. I'm just saying yeah. as as someone who you possibly need. Is that not something that maybe yeah. you should guys should maybe consider before yeah. making a decision and saying it'll be me? But you know, because not always engineers make the good kind of you know transition yeah. into being that social media person. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you have to be an extrovert for sure, or probably more than I am, uh, and and so that's a good question. You know, and, and we did this before. We had uh, Kendall, who was sort of our our, our, our uh, social uh, lady, and she was really good at it, right? And just had that 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 vibe. And uh, uh, so, yeah. Anyway, it, it, it's a great suggestion, and 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 you're absolutely right. These days, you need both. You need the technical, and you need the social. So I, I, I couldn't agree more and we just need to I'm just yeah, saying I'm available. I'm available. Hundred pound a year. We can negotiate. I'll do it for ninety nine. Oh bugger off. Ninety eight. Oh, this is I was bidding. Okay. Somebody at seventy five K a year. Uh, but yeah, no, great great suggestion. And I and I'm sure I'm sure at some point our CEO will listen to this. In fact I will I'll make sure he listens to it and uh, and we'll that's one extra list that we'd ever got yeah. <laughs> so. james right here's, here's a social media test for you we, we've got a, a a listener called uh Yermund. i can never pronounce his name but he will do it in a second do uh it's not really a complaint it's just an observation he's got so let's see how you how you respond to this you ready hello it's Yermund from norway this time with an easy question i have an airshack g2 that i use for a pronostic side survey all time but it seems to lose power when it's turned off. I have heard others also mentioning that problem. 
is this a known problem or is it just me doing something stupid? Thank you for a great show. Bye bye. I think he answered his own question there. Yes, German, you're being stupid. <laughs> is is yeah. it possible for German to be stupid? No, <laughs> no. Let's be honest. It's possible right. for me to okay. be stupid, but not yeah. German. Let's be honest. He's he. he this guy is like he's, a, he's yeah. on a Another different level. level. I mean, it, he needs CWD number like zero or something, doesn't it? Yeah. Above Actually, I I met him at WLPC in Prague last year, last Ooh. fall, uh, the, la the last of the conferences, uh, but. Uh, uh, you know we're lo we're looking at this so so uh, uh you know this was brought to our attention recently uh I, we have a hardware engineer looking at this you know we're looking at the current and standby and what's going on and and struggling to replicate it but trying to understand if there's a certain uh path to get there like was the unit on when the adapter was still is there a particular state walk that 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 that, that maybe is getting to us to this state so so far the leakage current or that you know the off current is that that we've run into is is uh, has been fine or i think our engineer found uh, a couple days ago that if you know but he's torn across this air check and with the battery completely off which a customer couldn't do he was able to see uh, a seven milliamp draw at one point so we're we're, we're actively looking at this uh and and we'll report back uh so, uh, uh, but but yeah, it, it's it's something we're looking at. You, you know what the the social media answer for that should be? Don't turn it off. Just keep using it. Use it forever. Job done. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever. <laughs> Don't turn it off. What are you doing? Would it would it yeah. would it be useful to get hold of his unit and test his unit? You know, first it's a hardware fault yeah. or so yeah so since this is sort of a time you know this 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 of course one of those problems right that isn't an instant reproducible right because because yeah. i think he, he has it sitting there for a month uh and then and then there's and then the battery's uh, drained when he goes to pick it up so so you know so we've got a couple of units now sitting there that we fully charged up so we're so we're doing we're doing our characterization on it right now trying to trying to understand if it's a one-off if it's a specific hardware issue or if it's a little more systemic okay that was a good answer, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do, you to, do you want to just jump in for the last voicemail, and then uh, we can we can go for some of our own questions, which might bring us to licensing. I'm not going to say it will, but <laughs> let's go there. You ready for the uh, the final question? This one's from Ashley Mead. Hi, this is Ashley Mead here. Uh, my question is uh, regarding the air check. As it's supposed to be a quick scan utility, I mean, can you still spot things like deauth packets with a quick scan, or does that require much more kind of deep packet analysis thanks yeah so uh currently it doesn't uh monitor for deauths it is uh you know you'd have to do a capture you'd have to be sitting there capturing uh i think that's something uh a great great feature suggestion uh and and we'll look at that you know i'm really i'm really am you know I'm trying to modernize our problem set and what we look at as a, as, a, as he called it, a scanner, right? And so, uh, so a good example of this, at least to show you something uh, that we did actionably, uh, was we added a problem on the etherscope for spotting uh, BSSIDs that are changing channels. Uh, and so, you know, as, as you see more, uh, you know, radio resource management. Uh, it, you know, you see, you see APs flipping around channels, trying to pick a better channel and dragging clients with them. And, and so we now have a problem where we, uh, where we, uh, 
uh, we should, you can set a threshold, hey, if I see more than one channel, all the way down to even one channel change uh, and, and, uh, and, and highlight that for me and monitor for that. So that, that's exactly the kind of stuff we need to be doing as a troubleshooting tool. Because I think if I walked into a site, if I, you know, I, to me at least, you know, and, and you're far more experienced, but a sign of stability. And I always, I always, I always kind of uh, relate a lot of the stuff on the wireless side actually relates directly to wired equivalents, right? So on wired, uh, it's spanning tree. If you're seeing uh, a bunch of spanning tree protocol uh, changes happening, uh, then that tells you that there's something funny about the switching topology. Uh, on the Wi-Fi side, to me, the equivalent of that is APs changing channels, right? If everything's healthy and they're happy, uh, they're just going to sit there on the same channel. Why would they change? And so, uh, so highlighting that problem. So there's no reason we under the hood couldn't be, you know, detecting auth pack, deauth packets, capturing the sender Mac, you know, and, and reporting that as a problem. And, uh, and I'll certainly take a look at that. Uh, you know, we, we did have a, uh, I don't remember, there was some feature we wanted to do around deauth. Oh, we, we, we at one point actually wanted to implement deauth on our, on, on one of our tools. It might've been on AirCheck or Etherscope. Uh, and, and there's some hair on it where systems have gotten so, uh, where, where deauth isn't as simple as it used to be. Uh, I, I think it used to be, you know, in the naive early days of Wi-Fi, you could send a deauth packet and immediately something with deauth. And now there's a bunch of checks and counter checks, I believe, that keep anybody from coming in and nefariously uh, doing that. So it's, it's gotten harder. But I think in terms of us seeing a deauth packet in the air, gathering what we can from the header, and, and presenting it in usable English on the screen. That, that's certainly something I got to take a look at. So I think that's, um, that's all of our voicemail questions, isn't it? Christian? Not quite. So, so James, um, James asked the question we've already answered, but the, the, the other question was around, you know, is there going to be any, one second, let me load it up and I'll tell you. Yeah, play it. Uh, it's the second half of one voicemail, which makes it difficult. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So, you know, is, is there any, is there going to be any um, USB to serial or uh, for serial over Wi-Fi or anything like that? So you can plug your air check in and, you know, connect to serial by your wireless connection or, you know, it's a, it's a tool that a lot of people have been using, you know, the wireless lamp pipe. Um, you can use that as a wireless console now. And there's other, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's other tools that use it. Is that? Yeah. So, so I, I know on the Etherscope, uh, you, you know, we have people that are doing that. I mean, I, you know, so we have a type A uh, port in the top, full power. Uh, I've used it with uh, with the console cable, right? Which is sort of the U. Thank you, the USB to uh, to uh, RJ45 that isn't Ethernet. You know, that's the classic serial connection. I've used it with the DB9 serial converter. Uh, I know Mike Panaki's used it with a wireless uh, uh, converter. You know, kind of another nice thing that that Android buys us right is we don't have to invent a serial terminal or a telnet or, or ssh uh client right there's there's in fact there in fact if anything our our challenge has been which of the 20 or 30 that are out there you know do we do we want to uh take the time to validate and, and approve uh and so uh so i believe that's that's accepted on the etherscope uh that that's doable on the etherscope right now and and on air check, uh, at some point, I think, I think as we move into the, into the, into, you know, newer air checks, you, you would have that capability kind of as a windfall out of Etherscope. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in because we just mentioned Android. So, um, on some of the 
most recent releases of Android, they've started limiting access to, you know, like the wireless LAN information and, and all that kind of stuff by their SDK. Is that causing you any problems? Do you just have to sell your devices in developer mode or um, is, is it not a problem? Yeah. So we, we, we don't do things and we, we, every, when we, when, uh, we do, we spend some time hardening Android. So we like, for example, we don't allow developer mode. We don't allow, uh, we don't allow side loading of apps, right? Cause that's probably the biggest threat to, to a product is somebody throwing a game on there. Uh, we, uh, apps only get on through an app request comes up to our app store. You know, we take a look at the app, we validate it. We don't have any games, you know, these are, and most of the apps that we have in our app store, I think we've got about 200 or a lot of them are vendor apps, right? From Cisco and, you know, and, and things like that. The, uh, wait, you uh, have an app store. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in Link Live, we the only way you can get an app on an Etherscope uh, or a Link Runner is is by uh, is by sending us a request for the app, uh, and uh, and then we we take it, evaluate it, uh, and then we and then we have an app store. So and 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 it, it lets us really it's curated content, if you will, right? And so you know we don't have Angry Birds. Uh, you know we we have all the telecommunications apps. We have all the we have Aruba and you know, all, that, all yeah. Dan's going to shout at me now, but you know what about <laughs> EMM solutions like AirWatch or I can't think of anymore. Intune, that's fine. That's Microsoft. Uh, can you can you can don't you use, them onto them and don't ever them? don't ever use Intune. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we actually have so we so we have like the entire Microsoft Office suite is in is in our App Store. You know that because that's that's available. Uh, we also a lot of we work with. Uh, uh, a lot of peripherals like uh, label makers you know these little these little label printers that you might stick on an ap uh mm-hmm. you can run that app and in fact one of the beautiful things about android is the cut and paste functionality right and so you can be looking at at we could discover an ap name right because another thing we do is we parse the ap names they're, they're proprietary information elements from cisco aruba you know mist etc and and we we parse those we we show you that better ap name you might want to make a label of that so you can literally cut and then paste it right into the, oh, there's, you know, brother and dino and, and four others that have these label makers that connect, some of them connect on Bluetooth, some of them are hardwired on USB, right? All, all that stuff works. And so, uh, uh, but is there, other than, other than link live, is there, is there a way of managing these devices? So, you know, my background is um, like MDM solutions and things like that, where we'll take, you know, 500 iPads or whatever, and we'll, we'll be able to centrally manage them. Is there a way to centrally manage these through something like an MDM and EMM solution? It's, it's a problem we've run into recently. You know, we've got a corporate network and to join that corporate network using dot one X, you need to, be part of an MDM, EMM, whatever the acronym is these days. And, you know, if you can't join that network and get the certificate from that solution, you, you, you can't get you can't get the search, you can't get on and all that kind of stuff. Is that is that in train? Is that possible? Is that going to happen? It, it is possible. But what I th- what I think is that it would be dependent on the on the on the MDM vendor. And, you know, for example, you can run a VPN apps, right? And there's a variety of those vendor specific uh, the uh, uh, you, you know we do we do a fair amount of of, of uh, customization in Android. For, so for, here's a great example: the, the the routing table work that we had to do, right? Because all Android knew was was uh, Wi-Fi or cellular, 
right? That was the big switch. And if you have Wi-Fi, you you don't use cellular. If you don't, you know, and that, that cellular is more of a more of a fallback. And and you know, it's interesting. Most apps that we see run agnostic of of the transport, right? They don't care mm -hmm. what it is, right? And and so, uh, but occasionally I run into an app that that for some reason when the app developer did it didn't do a great job and and hardwired it into Wi-Fi or hardwired into into into, into cellular and things like that. And so we had to, to go in and figure out how to do routing because we have four different interfaces on the Etherscope. There's a wired management port, a Wi-Fi management port, and we, and we needed to have a precedence then, right? So it's it's wired test, Wi-Fi test, wired management, Wi-Fi management, and and we will basically you know chunk down through those in, in a precedence order, uh, you know, because because you might be testing. Here's a here's an example. You, you could be testing in a, a new build out, a greenfield or something like that, where where the uh, the, uh, the you're testing on the wired or Wi-Fi network, and and that's not connected to the internet yet, uh, or there's no outside access. But then using a hotspot, uh, you could connect the management radio in and still be pushing results to Link Live, or still be able to remotely access the unit. And so there's a lot of there's just a lot of stuff under the hood about about what has precedence and what situations. So for for remote, so one of the the features we just added was remote screen via the cloud, right? And so you yeah. can park an Etherscope anywhere and and remote access it from anywhere else through through NAT. Right, because that's been the big problem. In the past, you had to have a, a direct connection or VPN'd in or whatever, and then you'd run VNC for the screen. And and so to be able to do that, just again in, in the in the browser, in in you know, through the cloud and and all that. And so, uh, but 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 we wanted that to take precedence on the on the management ports because those tend to be the thing that you know the, the reality is with the test radio or with the or with the rj45 the, the wire test that can be going up and down you're running new auto tests and sometimes yeah. you're linked sometimes you're scanning right you know this gives us this reliable management plane if you will in, in the background but it's it's an example of where we had to go in and really understand what android did and augment it to, to be a tester yeah so one of, one of the questions that that I've got is obviously a lot of things nowadays are heading to an OPEX rather than a CAPEX cost. Now with a lot of these things, we're kind of seeing a merging of the two where it's like, okay, you have to buy the hardware up front and we're also going to charge you a monthly fee to be able to use anything. So I, I like the fact that your link live is free. You know, if you buy the hardware, you, you get to use that. There's certain things that are unlocked by having the, um, Ally Care, or Ali, is it called Ally Care? Ally Care, yeah. Ally Care, um, which, which which is fine, you know that that's all good. One thing that I was kind of thinking might be great, especially for smaller smaller shops, you know, like like my company, rather than having to spend out, you know, eight thousand, nine thousand, whatever for for an etherscope. Is there any scope to do some sort of uh, opex? cost where you know a smaller company might be able to say okay you know we we can't afford to spend drop x right at the beginning because we don't know what our return on investment is going to be on this particular product what about something where you know i could say okay i'm happy to spend x a month on a product and i might sign up for six months i might sign up for a year something like that um is that something that you've had conversations about? Is that something that you've even thought about? 
Yeah, so so we so we actually have some exposure to this because one of the so one of the good things about the AMM suite is the flexible licensing models, right? And so you can grab any part of it, right? We, I, I think that's one place we, we do try to do better than Echo, but there's also a rental version of that, or, or a, you know, you can buy a hundred, a hundred pack of surveys or a 10 pack of surveys or, or any of that, right? And, 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 and we've actually had some reasonable success in that for in in that rental space and so it's certainly yeah. we, you know we, we have our eye on it i think the question for us would be you know as a smaller uh, independent company do we want to take down that overhead of managing that ourselves or should we be working that through through the through rental companies or you know the existing infrastructures yeah. that are out there but I, I, that's another good conversation that that i think we should have internally so i will in addition to picking up alan as the face of the cuss of the company i will yes. uh, i'm available I, I, i'm serious yeah, I, I think i, I think we'll, we'll, look at this face dude come on uh, i could sell i could so, sell millions yeah exactly. some hair dye like just for men or just for <laughs> yeah but i can Alan. yeah but i can appeal to the more mature you know i'm like the product i've aged maturely, you've got the, kind of you've thing. got the classic you, you what you need to work on is your queen's english accent could you like could mine, you give us like a little mine. give hey, us a little kid. run out now I don't, I, I, I don't have a Queen's English accent, mate. I sound like Michael Caine if I talk like this. That's Essex. <laughs> that better? That's Essex. That's what? That's Paul. Essex. That's yeah. London. Uh, for, oh, for people oh, who oh, don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> uh, for people who don't know where Essex is, it's south of London, yeah. It is literally better? is. It's just like the first place you get to after London. That's the only time we've been accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Was that better, Dan? Uh, much better, mate. Love it. There you go. See, I, th I think you, I think you need to James, work on it, though. This is this is going to be a match made in heaven, dude. Trust me. <laughs> but, but I wanted to talk just quickly on your uh, survey on demand you just mentioned. Um, yeah. I, I think I think that's quite you know innovative. If I'm honest, I like I like it a lot. I just don't like the fact that you've got to buy 25 seven day licenses for 10 grand. Is it's, that what it is? Yeah. You know what? I, yeah. That, that, yeah. And hear me out here. The reason why I say this is that there's a lot of um, who are individuals who are there, like one man bands, who aren't as um, big as some uh, bigger enterprises who can outlay that as a capital expenditure. I think sometimes a lot of um, I'll talk frankly here because this is this is rife and this is what happens. A lot of the times, people go out and ask for demo licenses, seven day licenses, thirty day licenses, and they use it inappropriately because they have a gig coming up where they're going to earn some money and they ask, look, can I get a seven-day license to use for your product because it means that I don't have to lay it out. There's two reasons. One is because they're asses and they just want to get anything for, for nothing and make yeah. more money on. But also as well, they're not guaranteed that work. What they're doing is they're going in and they're surveying to try and kind of, I guess, demonstrate that, you know, this is they a know what they're doing. survey and, 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 and this is what you need in order to kind of deliver a Wi-Fi solution. But they may not win that money now the question i'll always get asked is like you know why don't you just you know buy the product and just expense it into your next survey and it, it, it what's the word it's like um your return on investment eventually will get there it's not always the case and it's difficult when you're someone who is say for example myself right i'm i'm a i'm, I'm self-employed contractor and i'm a one-man band to a to a degree so i have to outlay everything uh, in terms of the tools now, sometimes spending anything up to ten thousands of pounds, it could take me 
at how many surveys to kind of get there and I can't guarantee that now don't get me wrong you know if I if I had to do that I'd have to do it but it would be nicer for me and less stressful for, for, for people like me if I could kind of lease or have a subscription service to a survey tool that allows me to be competitive because I might not have the the, 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 the deep pockets as it were to go out and spend all this money that's needed for me to be competitive with someone who's a small medium business enterprise whatever it is but at least if there was a product out there that allowed me to say look maybe I could buy a seven day license maybe I could buy a three month subscription for something that's relatively affordable versus outlaying five plus thousands of whatever it is dollars pounds to you know have that license and think to myself is that a good investment don't get me wrong it probably is but I can't guarantee that so what I'm saying is that you know for people like me and then again this is from my own selfish perspective it would be nice if I could reach out to someone like Magnet and say hey now like can you give me a seven-day license and it will cost me 500 quid do you know what I could I could take that chance for 500 quid for five grand for 10 grand for 25 seven-day licenses which is the minimum you're offering for the survey on demand no, I, I, I couldn't. And I understand flexibility and what you're given is great for, for the bigger boys. But that's, again, with the people with deep pockets who just want to kind of dip in and have credits effectively rather than spend all this money on licensing your product. They're just saying, well, we'll just spend, you know, 10 grand on seven day licenses that we can just throw out to anybody ad hoc as and when we need to. But it doesn't work for me. It works for those guys. So. I was hoping that maybe you guys might come up with something that seems to be more expensive in the short term for sure, but actually might prove beneficial for the for the small guy like me who's who's out there trying to make his way in the world, trying to compete with the bigger boys, but can probably do much more because, you know, I know what I'm doing versus some of these um, you know, enterprises that don't really know what they're doing. They're just there to sort of like, you know, win win the work because it means that once they get a foot in the door they can sell all of this kind of extra services but they're not interested in delivering wi-fi they're just interested in just getting paid you know so yeah. that that's my, my my selfish perspective i just want to make that really clear yeah i i don't think it's selfish at all i mean i i've bumped into this right talking to you know one man shops and small managed service providers and in fact i was visiting one in north carolina and they needed to do a survey and then they found out oh, our tamasoft license expired you know, and and so I, I I get it, and so to be honest with you, I wasn't uh, familiar with the, with the minimal granularity on the uh, on AMM. Uh, what I do know is is we you know when we got, when we carved out late last year, we we basically you know we now have the license server, right? We we virtualized it, but we we have it, we have control over it, and, if, and I from what I understand, it's just it's just a knob, right, of of how far we want to turn it down, and and kind of back to the previous conversation, you know, that, that, that the Wi-Fi space is big enough for multiple competitors and multiple segments and niches. And may, and and what I'm really hearing is there's a very viable niche in the, I mean, maybe it's the, you know, $100, you know, survey for a few days starter thing, you know, or whatever, right? But we, you know, we, that's exactly the sort of stuff we need, right? We need to, we do it, you need to indoctrinate, you know, we, we'll call it bottom feeding, but, you know, just, just basically uh, be available to everybody because, because, uh, because what great awareness and, and I'll tell you that, you know, you've seen this over time, right? Just the stickiness of that sort of the, my first, 
you know, my first survey stickiness, if you will, you know, once you've invested a little bit in learning and understanding a product, there's, 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 uh, there's a, uh, a, uh, incumbency that comes with lightweight incumbency that comes with that. That's hard to achieve any other way. So I, I, I think it's a great question. I'm, you know, we'll, we'll add that to the list of the conversations we'll have in, in the back office here and about, okay, how far can we dial down the, the, the license server? Cause I think it's just, you know, I, I'm actually surprised at the granularity that, that it starts that high. Uh, I mean, I, I thought, you know, and so there's just no reason that, that it couldn't be a, a, a week of access, you know, and if there's, something that low. Yeah. I, I was going to say, if, if there's a, if there's a, a admin overhead there, which is too much for you to administrate and, and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, by all means, reach out to distribute, you know, more regional distributors that could have on hand, you know, like I say, you know, five or six ether scopes, um, where you can say, right, okay, you know, we sell a survey pack, you know, so we send you out with a with an etherscope, um, you know, you get it for seven days, ten days, whatever, and um, you can do whatever you want with that. You get a, you get, a, you know, a, a, a license that lasts ten days for for air magnet for that time that comes from the distributor. Everything gets sent back to that distributor, and great. You know, there you go. You've got, you know, for the, for the smaller companies, a bit bit like my company at the moment, where you know we're we're doing quite a few surveys and things like that. Um, but it's by no means our number one thing that we do. You know, we we are much more an Apple Shop MDM consultancy around workflows and things like that. Is 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 where we our mainstay. But as part of that, we we might need to do some of these survey things. But, you know, I would much rather spend my money on an etherscope and a you know a, a survey that I can use for a, a few times a year, than go out and spend all this money on <laughs> hardware and support with someone like Ekhal, um, because it just fits our it fits our business needs better. You know, there's a better return on investment there for us. Um, you know, but in order for us to have done our job, we had to go out and get Ekhal. But I think this is why you need different models for different business yeah. types. Because I okay. work for a big company, but you know, we we don't do surveys. We don't, we, you know, I work for a bank. You know, we we are a service recipient of anything. And I've had uh, back when um, you guys, it, it was NetScout, um, oh. NetScout, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm working with a company called Four Scout, so I keep getting it mixed up. But uh, there, 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 a point where we were gonna, we wanted to test some of your hardware, and you know, it was you got a ten day license, you've got to sign up for ten days, and if you don't give it back in ten days, we're gonna start charging you. And you know, there's, there's a company who's this big, and a company is as big as you know, we're one of the biggest retail banks in the country. We can't give that kind of leverage and we can't say you know after if we don't give it back after 10 days you know after 10 days we might not have had a chance to test it we've we've been firefighting we've got to deal with all sorts of problems but then you've got you've got companies like dan's where you know dan's very much in control of what he does and how he does it and stuff like that and you know if he's got something to test he'll go out and test it and he'll he'll do that in such a way that it's back with you within 10 days so it doesn't have to pay yeah. something and he'll either pay you for the solution or not and and i think this is one of the biggest problems with licensing and I've been quite vocal with sort of the problems that I've seen with Eckerhouse licensing, who's who's your, your main competitor. So, can can you sort of describe how your licensing model works um, for 
you know your your core tools, I guess, because you've you've got such a vast amount of tools. How how do you license people, and and you know how do you go after people who break licenses licensing agreements? I guess is a, another question. Yeah. So uh, so you know we're 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 first of all you know as a smaller company we have a lot of latitude we didn't have uh, regarding distribution partners. You know that whole framework. Uh, you know we had to basically by the end of last year 2019 have all of our distribution partners you know up and running and and yeah and i tell you that that's not to be taken lightly imagine trying to rework contracts with you know uh 80 90 distribution partners worldwide and 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 that right so you can imagine how we spent our time last year uh i think i think this year you know we're we're actually treating our distributors more as partners and trying to engage more uh, directly with them and having a, a different kind of relationship. Uh, so I, I, you know, I think I think so. We'll have we'll have that conversation on the licensing. You know, I can tell you that the, the personally, as we've been making decisions about things, uh, uh, we're not taking anything away. Uh, we're trying to be very. I mean, I got to watch the Ekahal onslaught socially. You know, in March and and you know and really was taken aback by it and and and, and you know and. Uh, so, uh, so you know, it really you, know, you take that as a, as a as a learning moment. You're like, okay, you know, we, we need to be flexible. We need to always favor in the side of the customer. You you know, you can't take anything away. In fact, we it, it actually influenced as as you're doing these surveys and the more premier heat maps are available with support. One decision we made is yeah, but if you did a survey while you had support, you should always have that full capability, right? It's not that that support ended that day. So, so it's certainly been, been influencing our, our technology licensing decisions. Uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, right now it's basically buy the product and then, and then, and then buy the annual support. Uh, and, and that's it, right? We, we're not, you know, another, another uh, pressure that we've had over different times uh, for different management strings is, is uh, why aren't we monetizing the cloud? You know, why aren't we charging for Link Live, right? And so, uh, and you know, and I was very much in the, of the mind. We we can't just the complexity of charging a customer three ways: to pay for, pay for the tool, pay for support, pay for the cloud. You you, you can't do that, right? And so, uh, so you know, on one hand, we want to, uh, you know, we want to invest in the cloud, right? I mean. I think we aspire to have uh, Link Live survey be everything AMM is, right? And and we're certainly working in that direction uh, over time, right? And so, uh, so you, know, so so you know, what I can tell you is is, is we're going to keep it simple. Uh, we're going to keep it clear. We're never going to take anything away from that you had, uh, and. Uh, and and you know we're going to look at the, the this minimal granularity because that's a, you know a, a, to Alan's point, and uh, and just try to not you know not be licensed thugs. Um, one of the, one of the things I I think I'd I'd quite like to see, and I, I think it'd be an awesome kind of like fuck you <laughs> to to, to Eggerhal <laughs> would would be something like um hey you know swap in your swap in your sidekick and we'll. We'll, we'll give you we'll give you an etherscope. We'll shred or, it. You know, you know, you know <laughs> so, so, or, or we'll, we'll take we'll take a chunk of cash off of an etherscope, or you know something like that. So yeah, it's yeah. a, you know, but what would they do with the sidekicks though, mate? Just get rid of them. So you know, sell this at cost to users if they if they give you their sidekick. 
It's like um, BMW are doing, oh, trading the yeah. VW and we'll, uh, we'll yeah. give you some money off. Yeah, yeah, scrap yeah, it. Exactly. But you I, could actually <laughs> sell on, you could actually sell on the And then, yeah, and then yeah. make yeah. a boat load off them. Just package them up into a survey kit and just bundle <laughs> them out for everybody and make. lease them for like a week's hire or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, make a boatload off of them on eBay or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So okay. I, think, I think, you know, to that point, here's what I will say is, is you know, we're a smaller, tighter company. Uh, you know, me as a CTO, I talk to my marketing guy every day, right? There, there's no, there's no walls, there's no barriers, everything's fair game. You know, we're we're maniacally focused on this market, and and uh, and I think we, you know, you'd be amazed at the at at when you're in larger companies, just sort of these global policies that affect, even if it didn't make sense for your niche of the business, that just sort of, this is the way we do it, right? And, so, and then they talk about reducing red tape over and over. You know, oh, we'll reduce red yeah. tape. Tell us how we can yeah. do it and just ignore yeah. it. Yeah, so, so you know, we'll, we'll uh, uh, I'm sure Dan's going to listen to this and, 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 and these are conversations we're going to have. I mean, this, is, this has actually been a great, great great conversation i, I, I really enjoy but the thing it is we're here to help we're here to help you succeed yeah. as well this is the thing yeah, you know, absolutely. We, we we know we know because we're the guys that kind of deal with the products and we kind of all talk to each other you know we engage and we're all from them. different different angles of different parts of the absolutely, business you know? yeah you've got so, customers so you've got distributors it's, absolutely it's and, and, and it's it, and it, and it, honestly, there's so much information and feedback that's going to be so positive for you guys to actually make your product better and actually meet your own customers' needs, so to speak, which would be us, you know. And it can only ever be a good thing to increase your sales and, and, and everything else. So, you know, my suggestion is that, you know, your, your boss called Dan, then, you know, you know, reach out to individuals and, and have the conversations with them personally and ask them, you know, don't ask them to sort of like tell us, what the issues are because I hate that I hate when people come to me and say oh I've got a problem I hate my kids when they tell me dad this isn't working and I say to me well how can we make it work give me a solution to the problems that you're yeah. providing to me and, and this yeah, is exactly. what I think a lot of people have but you just need to ask them you just need to ask the people that ask the community you know what are the issues that we need to solve and how do we solve them because I guarantee you'll be amazed just how many people there are that are willing to see someone like you succeed because you've been an integral part of the of the kind of community for you know, way back before even Ekaholm got, yeah. got to where they got to, uh, and, you know, at the end of the and, day, so... And have fun with it, you know, we're, yeah. we're here, we're all having fun right now, we're all having a laugh, we're all having a joke, and, and that's yeah, that's exactly. kind of the angle that other other vendors and other suppliers have taken, they've had a laugh, they've had a joke, they've engaged and stuff like that, yeah. and, and when you guys broke off into NetLI, that's kind of what I saw you being, you know, you've, you've got a focus, finally, you, you I wouldn't yeah. say family. You had a focus back in '95. You got a focus now. You know, you can you can make a difference with what you're doing, and and some of the stuff you've been doing with the you know the link sprinter and the air check and stuff like that has been absolutely fantastic. And you know, mm. you've got some you've got some products, and they might be legacy, but you can bring them back up. You know, with the um, with the survey tools and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of people still use them. And once the ecosystem is closed and complete, it's it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I've got to say you know getting hands on the etherscope you know reading reading something reading press releases and all that kind of stuff and actually getting your hands on the equipment are two very different things and actually since getting my hands on this thing i've i've been massively encouraged in terms of the trajectory that that you've got and that you're going on link live is a massive thing that you've got as you know in in your in your toolbox that is a bit of a game changer if if i'm honest and I think that um, you know, 
if if that carries on going the way that it has been in the in the short time that Natalie's been around, um, I think it's it's encouraging to see where that's going. I think, yeah. like like Alan said, you know, we're 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 all keen to see something that can challenge, something that can be an option, an alternative. And I think yeah. that with with the hardware that you've got here in the Etherscope. Um, and with the stuff that you're bringing to the G2, um, I think that's that that's 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 where you're coming in. That's 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 where you're 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 going to get that stuff from. James, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on today to chatting to us. It's been yeah, thank you, an absolute pleasure. Um, you've been vulnerable. You've been willing to come on. You 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 know you're you're one of the first vendors we've had on that's willing to kind of take our questions and things like that. And I think that shows a lot of. Um, your bravery um but also the fact that you know what alan's kind of saying that you are trying to do that already you are trying to get out into the community you are trying to hear what what your customers are saying um and so yeah thank you thanks for coming on yeah I, you know I, I really appreciate it this has been just been a great experience far far better than i expected i don't know what i expected but but stop it you know you, you, can, you can you know you know our, our hearts in it and 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 our customers best interests in, in mind and uh you know within the realm of, of of surviving as a company and uh and so yeah I, I mean just look at what we've done the last six months and and uh, uh in terms of the you know integrating the tools with amm refreshing amm uh, uh you're gonna see a bunch of product announcements coming out through the through the rest of the remainder of the year uh you know we we've, we've got the trajectory uh I think we have the talent and 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 we certainly have the autonomy as a company now to to do the right thing and so uh so yeah i, I you know I, I hopefully the best is yet to come on this COVID thing has kind of you know been been a bit a bit of a of a hurdle here right just as we just as felt like just as our wings were were coming out you know and distribution was set up and and back office systems were in place and everything right then we just got smacked down with with this the last uh, three months but but uh ideally you know for all of us this too shall pass and and uh and then we'll just keep going on and 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 developing the best tools we can uh for, yeah for our i agree yeah i mean i'd just like to say that this is probably an interview for me and in that ally <laughs> so i think probably you know it's in the bag and at the end of the day these guys might undercut my price but you know if you're gonna pay peanuts you're gonna get one <laughs> 75 right? i just wanted to james all i'd say is Alan was a CWNE when it was easy to be a CWNE. That's, oh, that's all. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> but no, to be honest with you, that, you know what you just talked about is exactly what we try to achieve. You know, we don't we don't want to be the ones that sit there happy with vendors and sit there happy with uh, you know your competitors and stuff like that. We want to, we want to challenge them. We want to say keep them on know, their toes, don't, don't we? Exactly. We yeah. don't like that, but we like that, and we don't like that, but we like that. You, you know what I'm saying? It's and it's, hey, Ekahau, if you want to come on. And talk to us candidly, like Nat and I just have. Then, don't, by don't all means, Stu did, but we didn't record it. <laughs> by all means, come on. You know, we, we, the whole point is we want to we want to talk to everyone. We want it to be you know an open market. We want you know the the best stuff to rise to the top. 
Um, and I think there's, po- I think there's positives I, and negatives, isn't there? For absolutely. Everything? You know, we, we've talked yeah, about yeah. egg magnet and how that's fallen behind, and with egg, how you know we don't quite agree with the licensing. And we've talked about that. You know, there's, there's it swings and roundabouts. It's it's yeah. A good... But I think to be fair to egg magnet, it, it wasn't the product's fault. I think it was the circumstances, unfortunately, yep. that you know presented Agreed. it in yeah. a position where it's in. You know, it got bought out, underdeveloped. The focus of the parent company wasn't in a 25 million pound market effectively which is what survey survey software is in so you know it's kind of at the executive level and it trickles down and and people like james get impacted so that's how i kind of perceive it and but hey you know the opportunity here is to kind of change it right the opportunity for net ally as a smaller integrated company that feels like you're in the right place yeah i I think so it it sounds positive and i and i look forward to hearing you know, of the new changes and the integrations and the development and the innovation of the tools. And I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm stoked that the Ethoscope is going to plug into MAC. I think that's, for me, yeah, is, that's, that's brilliant. That, 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 when I didn't hear that, I was like, ah, just an own goal, I think, you know, an opportunity missed. But I'm, I'm so glad, James, that um, James Kokoska. That it's, oh, um, perfect. Wow. A... Beautiful. <laughs> I knew your name, really. Costa. I just decided to, yeah. I just played it. He just needs to be like eight beers in, and then now that he wants to be the smoke space. Now that I want to, this is this is what I can do, dude. Seriously, I'm just, honestly, hundred grand. But, honestly, I could do awesome. I could be the next UC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, take the Etherscope as an example of what we can do and what we're capable of as a company, yep. and and project forward, and and that's where we want to be. Awesome. Yeah. No Great. Doubt. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Cheers. Have a nice night. Bye. Uh, we need to we need to announce the winner of the Link Sprinter. Uh, it's Christian Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't put on. Uh, to be fair, we've asked the most questions. We should definitely get our names in there. But I've got I've go. got a prize. Okay. I've got a prize. I've got a job at Net Ally. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> you got a small piece, don't you? Right, okay. What? <laughs> okay. Right. So what I've done is I've put everyone's name into this website uh, that basically then gives me. On so James, James has James has gone in three times because he asked three questions. So he's played the game here. I'll be surprised if he doesn't win. Okay. Right. Three, two, one. Brrr. Oh. Wait, no, what was that? <laughs> well, what I thought it would. When I pressed the what button, I thought it would give me the answer straight away. But it's doing a whole like spinning thing. <laughs> okay, I've got, I've got the winner. Are we ready, <laughs> do, Alan? Do a drum roll. Um. That was crap. Okay, love it. Okay, I'm going to add in a drum roll effect here. By the way, the first. The first wireless podcast vendor question time winner is <laughs> the hell. We should probably come up with like a feature name or something. Okay, and the winner is this all together. <laughs> is it Yermund? Yes, Yermund. Congratulations, Yermund. Congratulations. Wow, I think James is going to be pretty pissed. <laughs> you should have pissed. you should have asked some more questions, shouldn't he? Really, yeah. he would have Sorry, been four times, maybe five times, and odds would have been in his favour. But to be fair, congratulations, we did only play him once. Jimund, if you uh, ping us a DM on Twitter with your address, we will make sure that that link sprinter gets out to you. 
how how does he how do you know he listens to this program well if he doesn't listen then he won't get the link sprinter and i'll just keep it here at home (laughs) (laughs) now we're going to tweet it out aren't we we're going to tweet it out after this after the show's been recorded aren't we at least know. Well, oh, you're gonna you're gonna be nasty and just make you make him. Well, it's up to Chris. <laughs> who's posting he's, it, by the way? He's he's I drunk and, he's he's drunk a jug of rum and coke, and now he's he's pretty much finished a bottle of blue wine. So yeah. <laughs> that's the. You got blue rancid. tongue. You got blue tongue. No, blue tooth. Your tongue's your tongue's not lit very long. You know what they say about memory short tongues? (laughs) Big dicks. Okay. Thanks, guys. (laughs)